الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وسبحوه بكرة وأصيلا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم So if we were to recap when we first started five or six days ago we discussed what it takes to ignite a passion within our hearts for deen such that we can succeed um, in a way that is most pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and we mentioned that in order to ignite the flame within our hearts there are a few components that are required we mentioned that for any fire you have to have fuel you have to have heat and you have to have oxygen we mentioned that the fuel that allows this fire to burn is the heart and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has given us all a heart that fuel is there. We mentioned that heat is necessary and Ramadan is that heat for us because in fact the word Ramadan comes from extreme scorching heat. So Ramadan supplies that heat that's necessary for that fire to ignite within our hearts. And then the third component which is oxygen which helps sustain the flame. It's actually, it, it, it is the initial requirement, but then it also helps sustain that flame. And we mentioned that there are many forms of oxygen when it comes to sustaining the soul. We started by mentioning that the most important source is the recitation and in general interaction with the Quran. And then we talked about the necessity of having an affinity with the Prophet These two are essential. These two are the first two steps, you can say, uh, that are necessary for a person to develop a passion for deen within their hearts. Now the next is the dhikr and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's such a powerful tool, the dhikr of Allah, and yet, if you ask most people in the community what it means to remember Allah or how to perform the dhikr of Allah, most people are uncomfortable with it. You can tell people that it's important to recite the Qur'an and everybody will be in agreement that yes it is. And most people will feel comfortable reciting Qur'an. In fact, this is how we spend much of our time even in Ramadan. You tell someone that they need to send salawat or durud on the Prophet wasallam, And most people will feel comfortable saying, you know, I've done this before, I know what it means and I can do it. But then you tell someone that they should engage in dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and most people are uncomfortable with it. They don't know what it entails. The most, we're com the most we are familiar with it is that after our salah, we say our salam and we say subhanallah, alhamdulillah, and Allahu Akbar 33 or 34 times. And that's the extent of dhikr that most people in the community are familiar with. But this is a skill. It's a skill that requires practice. It's a skill that requires consistency. And if we as human beings are uncomfortable with 
performing the dhikr of Allah, then that's a weakness on our part that we need to work on. Because it disables us from being a complete human being. You can take an athlete, for instance. Let's say there's a basketball player. They're great. They can shoot threes. They're great. They can drive. They're great with both right and left hand. They're good at their, their, uh, their defense is solid. Yeah, they have a good mid-range jump shot. But when it comes to the free throw line, they can't perform. Brick after brick after brick. It's a crutch. Or it's a weakness, I should say. It's like their Achilles heel. They aren't well-rounded. In fact, they suffer and the entire team suffers. So how can it be that we as human beings, we as believers, can be weak in this aspect of our deen? We have to be just as strong. And the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala is that skill that we must learn, that most of us are uncomfortable with and most of us are not even familiar with. We don't even know what it means. But it's well established in the Qur'an, in multiple places. Allah Ta'ala says, when He commands us, He says, Ya amanu, Those of you that believe, all of us, Allah dhikran kathira, That remember Allah Ta'ala and remember, remember Him abundantly. And glorify him both by day and by night. And this isn't, uh, some, this isn't a one-off type of situation. You know, Allah Ta'ala mentions this for all believers. Then he also highlights that the people that are at the core of belief, meaning the elite when it comes to deen, and the elite when it comes to uh, practicing our faith, ulul al-bab, Allah Ta'ala describes this group of people as people that remember Allah. So he says in the Quran, it's in Ali Imran, that that verily in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the changing between night and day, this is a sign, or these are signs, for whom? The people that are at the core of this deen, the people that really understand it and have really taken benefit from deen, the, 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 you can say the all-stars of deen, these are, these are that, that group of people. Now Allah Ta'ala describes these people's characteristics, right? The elite of this deen. He says, so You want to know what makes up someone who is well-established in their deen. They're at the forefront of their deen. They are people who يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ qiyama. Those are people who remember Allah. They do the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala while they're standing. وَقُعُودًا While they're sitting. وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ While they're on their sides. So in all three positions, standing, sitting, and lying, they remember Allah Ta'ala. Standing, sitting, and lying, they remember Allah Ta'ala. Meaning there's no position or no time of day where they find themselves, where they aren't engaged in Allah's remembrance, these are the ulul albab. These are the ulul albab. And it's not something that we can ignore. It is, or let's put it this way, heedlessness of Allah, which is the opposite of the dhikr of Allah, it will be a source of grief for us in this life, and a source of grief for us in the hereafter. And the Prophet, uh, Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an in another verse, He says, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي That those of you that turn, or whoever turns away from my remembrance, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي Whoever turns away from my dhikr, فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ That for that person verily, with emphasis Allah is saying, for that person verily is a مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ It's a 
it's a constricted life. It's a constricted life in this world. They feel always constricted, tight. A person that turns away from the Roman Ta'ala, their life becomes constricted. This world becomes constricted. So this world is constricted, meaning they're miserable in this world. And on the day of judgment, in the hereafter, they'll be raised blind. They'll be raised blind. So that person will say, They'll ask Allah Ta'ala on the day of judgment, Lord, Why did you raise me blind? In the previous world I could see, physically I could see. When I was in this dunya, I could see clearly. My eyesight was perfect. So why is it that I'm raised blind in this world, meaning the akhirah? You rejected our signs in that world. You, you chose to forget us. And on this day, you also are forgotten. So Allah Ta'ala attributes the turning away from His remembrance as causing constriction in this world. Our life is constricted, without space, no expansiveness. We feel tight miserable and also on the day of judgment it is a source of blindness for us and a source of us being forgotten so this is important it's not something that we take lightly it's not something that we ignore but that it's something that we pay heed to that how are we when it comes to Allah Ta'ala's remembrance now I'm going to highlight three key things to note with regards to the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala the first is that it's the remembrance of Allah, the dhikr of Allah, that brings peace and contentment to the heart. It's the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah that brings peace and contentment to the heart. It comes from the Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That the people who believe, they are, uh, their, their hearts are content with the remembrance of Allah. Their hearts are content with the remembrance of Allah. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Allah, you know, with emphasis, again, He repeats what He just said. Allah bi dhikrillahi taqma'indun qulub. That verily, undoubtedly, in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, do hearts find peace and contentment. Internal peace and internal contentment today is rare. It's rare. You could write a book on this and make a million dollars. Because this is rare. There's so much chaos externally. There's so much in, term, in the ways of unhealthy lifestyles. Unhealthy mental ways of uh, lifestyles. So many distractions. And this is causing internal perturbation. So you see the results of anxiety and depression going up. And other mental health illnesses. Now, dhikr isn't the only solution for this, but it's certainly a solution that everyone needs to explore. Because this is built into our deen. Allah Ta'ala has embedded it within our deen. Embedded it within our deen that if you are regular and consistent in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, then you will find peace within your hearts. You will find peace within your hearts. So that's the first thing to remember, that dhikr brings peace and contentment into the heart of the believer. The second thing to remember is that 
it increases within our hearts a love for Allah. It increases within our hearts a love for Allah. You know, one of the qualities of a believer is that they love Allah. The Prophet Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Those people that believe they are shadeed, they are very deep in their love for Allah. Now, it's not that Allah Ta'ala is saying, if you believe, you should love Allah. He's not saying, you who believe, you should love Allah. He's saying that in order for you to believe a true believer, you have to have Allah Ta'ala's love in your heart. This is one of your qualities and characteristics. If you want to know, am I a true believer? Question in your heart, do you love Allah or not? So one of the advantages of dhikr is that it develops, it causes the love of Allah Ta'ala to develop within your heart. And I'll tell you, as love builds, the passion to strive in deen also builds. We operate, generally speaking, as a community, we operate on fear. But love is a much more powerful force. You could operate on fearing Allah Ta'ala, which is okay, and there's benefit in that. That because I fear Allah Ta'ala, I don't want to miss a prayer. Because I fear Allah Ta'ala, I want to recite Quran. Because I fear Allah Ta'ala, I don't want to look at this. Because I fear Allah, I don't want to harm my fellow neighbor. Because I fear Allah Ta'ala, I don't want to disappoint him. That's one way of functioning. But a way that is maybe a bit more powerful is to operate out of love. That because of my love for Allah, I don't want to miss my prayers. Because of my love for Allah, I don't want to ignore the Qur'an. Because of my love for Allah, I want to develop a relationship with the Prophet Because of my love for Allah, I want to respect my parents. There's a difference. When you operate on love, you are likely to be more successful than if you solely operate on fear. If you operate solely on fear, you are less likely to be successful. If you operate on love, there's a better chance you'll be successful. Because love motivates us beyond any other emotion. It takes us to extremes and depths even within our own life. So it's important to love Allah and the way by which we develop a love for Allah Ta'ala in our hearts is through the abundant dhikr of Allah. Okay, the third point is that maximal benefit only occurs when a consistent routine of dhikr is established. Maximal benefit only occurs when a consistent routine of dhikr is established. As with anything in life, and we've been emphasizing this the last two nights actually, that consistency bears benefit. Inconsistency is basically just playing games. If you're serious you, in, about anything in life, you're going to aim to be consistent in that. If someone asks, I'm starting college, what do you recommend? How should I be successful? Very straightforward. You tell that person, that student, every single day put in an hour and an hour and a half of studying throughout the semester and you will uh, destroy the competition. Why? Because the rest of the competition likes to cram. One night before the exam, everybody tries to load up their minds. They try to succeed, and only a few can succeed in that way. But you tell someone, put in an effort, concerted effort every single day, and over the course of a period of time, they will begin to retain some of that information and they'll be successful. You tell a student who's memorizing Qur'an, how should you succeed? You tell them every day you've got to put in a little bit of effort. 
That's why Quran schools tend to be open six days a week, not five days a week, because you can't have a two-day gap. There has to be consistency. And most people, even on the seventh day, they're having to revise their Quran. You know, even when they're on vacation, the whole family is on vacation. But the student of Hifz, there's no such thing. The Quran goes with them, no matter where they go. They could be sitting on the beach in Miami. You know, they could be in the Haram Sharif in Mecca. They could be, uh, uh, you know, at Cedar Point. The Quran goes with you. You're revising on the way there, you're revising on the way back, and you're revising while you're there because it requires a consistent effort. But what happens with that consistent effort? You don't see results immediately, but after two or three years, you begin to see results, right? And in a matter of four or five years, many people are complete with this task that was otherwise completely unachievable or unattainable if we were to think about it academically. But it's that consistent, concerted effort that breeds results. This applies to anything in life, period. So if you are serious about something, you're going to put a concerted effort. If you are not serious, and, and then you'll put an inconsistent effort. So if a person is serious about this, they'll recognize that maximal benefit only occurs when a consistent routine of dhikr is established. Which means, for those of us that are striving in deen, that we have a consistent routine of what we're going to do every single day when it comes to Allah's remembrance. How much we're going to remember Allah and what way we're going to remember Allah Ta'ala, we have set goals for ourselves. Whether it be silent dhikr, whether it be uh, dhikr within our heart or dhikr of our tongue, but we have a set amount of dhikr that we do every day, just like we have a set amount of Qur'an that we do every day, just like we have a set amount of salawat as we send to the Prophet every day. And the effect of that isn't seen immediately. But over the course of several months, you begin to notice that things change. Your salah becomes more clear. Your, love for the, your passion for deen increases. Your love for Allah Ta'ala increases. Your uh, focus in life in general increases. Your ability to see increases. Not see physically, but your ability to see the realities of this world increases. But it doesn't happen immediately, it takes time. Now most people that get on a routine, they give up within a matter of a few days, maximum a matter of a few weeks. It takes months to years, but you will see the effects of dhikr over time. A concerted effort. Now look, we, and I, I, it's, I can't underemphasize this. We, when it comes to our deen, we're completely random. The only thing that we are not random in is our salah. And alhamdulillah, that Allah Ta'ala forces us to pray five times a day because we wouldn't have that either. If he gave us the option of praying five times a day, we would lack in our consistency. But he's forced this upon us. But apart from our salah, there is very little that the average person is consistent in. Consistency in Qur'an, lacking. Salawat, lacking. Giving charity, lacking. Serving, lacking. Right? But if we're serious about our deen, then we have to be consistent. We aren't, we aren't haphazard. We aren't random. That I'm going to wake up today and say, you know what, today I'm going to read Qur'an. You know, I think I'll send some salawat from the Prophet Wasallam, And we'll see how things go. Maybe I'll remember Allah at some point. It doesn't work that way. It's a consistent, concerted effort, and it's done every single day, and you see the effects with time. So the last point is that maximal benefit only occurs when a consistent routine of dhikr is established. It's a powerful tool that Allah Ta'ala has created. And it's not just a, an option for us. Multiple places in the Qur'an, Allah highlights it. That we should remember Him and remember Him abundantly. So the take-home point, uh, sorry, just a, the summary points are that a major player in the uh, a major player that serves to ignite a flame within our hearts for Deen 
is the dhikr and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, just like the other things that we mentioned, including Quran, including Sunnah, including other things that we will bring up. This is a major, this plays a major role as well. In multiple places, multiple places in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala highlights it. He mentions its importance both in this world and in the hereafter. And he, refer, he connects the, his remembrance with contentment and peace in this life. Additionally, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala increases, increases our love for him such that we can actually think about this deen and practice this deen based off of love and not just fear alone. And in order for us to really take benefit from Allah Ta'ala's remembrance, it's a consistent, concerted effort every day. Just like we would for anything else that is of importance or anything else that's a priority for us in this world. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with His love. May Allah ta'ala allow us to fulfill all of the commandments that are contained within His Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala place within our hearts peace and contentment through His remembrance.